welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libation. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is Life, life Pairings. pairings <laughs> because life is hard. So pair it with alcohol. You just had a nice big lunch, and now you're getting a little sleepy. It's time to get into your comfy chair and drift off, as today's life pairing is naps with espresso martinis. We discuss coffee, prolactin, and enemas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm excited, kind of. Well, can I tell you this? I, I don't mm-hmm. even know if I have anything uh, related to that, but I just, when you said coffee, I thought enema. It was sort of like a oh, word-relating okay. yeah. thing, yeah. and I just said... I'm going to say it. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, You and I are both big nappers. Yeah. I like a good nap, man. I like, I think it is beneficial to my day. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that it, I don't know, man. I get grumpy. I'm a grumposaurus. Yeah. So I just, why not have a little nap? One time my uncle told my aunt when she was grumpy, he's like, why don't you just put it out of your head? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, dude. That's exactly what you do. You just lay down for a minute, reset. Yeah. Put it out of your head. Restart. Yeah. And honestly, like, if I can do a quick nap, a quick lay down, I've actually yeah. been told in my adult years to go take a nap by my <laughs> like my mom to this day, I'm 35 years old, will be like, why don't you go take a nap? And I'm Aww. like, I don't know what for. She's like, just because you're wrecking everyone else's life. <laughs> I'm like a baby. Aww. I'm like my two-year-old nephew. I'm like, I have to have a nap so everybody else's life is better. <laughs> and as soon as I do, I honestly, I wake up a better person. <laughs> yeah. I I really, really, really love naps. I am not great after a nap, though. Like, sometimes I can pop back in like an hour. And sometimes right. that's it. Like, I'm done. <laughs> it's probably due to the fact that sometimes I just go to sleep for like two hours. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I, I will get into that, but that's like, that's not good napping. Those aren't good yeah. naps. That's a We sleep. were talking about this the other week, uh, you and I, yeah. um, about, so normally what happens, you fall asleep for your nap and you then maybe wake up. If you go into second sleep, yeah, I yeah. I said this and you said this, I have a nightmare. Yeah, I, I have the weirdest dreams when I fall asleep in the day. Mm-hmm. Um. I looked it up like sort of tangentially like I just was like oh let's see what that was like three weeks ago when we were talking about this and it it's because you're half asleep kind of oh you're and you're kind of out of your like it's like circadian rhythms are like when you fall asleep and what you know what I mean you're not really meant to sleep like five hours in the afternoon Especially if you're sleeping like you know if you're having if you're if, if that's what your rhythm is and you're sleeping at night and waking up in the day so yeah. If go for a big sleep, like your body kind of like your naps are good, like a full sleep is not. Mm-hmm. Also, your REM sleep cycles go in 90 minute cycles. Right. So your best bet is to have a 20 minute nap and not even get into it. Yeah. Or have a 90 minute nap and finish your entire sleep cycle. Right. And I think what I do is I do the 90 and then I add. Yeah. <laughs> And well, then in this, it's the second time though that I always have the the anxiety or the scary dreams. Yeah, if you go back to sleep, it's like yeah, 
I feel I lost. Think my brain's like, you know, you're not supposed to fucking do this. <laughs> I sometimes I feel like there's a truly like a parallel universe that I, we're just like on the flux of. Like I, yeah. I when I fall asleep like that, I'm like to wake me out of that feels like I'm being transported through time. Right. Like I'm so out of this world. I can't like I can't make sense of like what time it is. I'll yes. look at the I'll wake up and look at the time fifteen times. Yeah, like I'm like it's it's two forty three, but it means nothing to me. <laughs> it's yeah. like I've never heard you know, of time before. Like, I think too, your brain's like, well, it's it's bedtime. I'm in the bedtime time. I mean, how is it two o'clock and sunny outside? Well, and I'm like, uh, hold on, just a sec. I can't. I'm trying to like grasp where I am, what's happening, what time it is. And then the time means nothing to me. So I'm like, it could be two, it could be seven. I'm just like, often I will fall asleep. I used to do this when I had a, a, like one of them, their jobs everyone talked about. Yes. One of those. Let me tell you this. Not for me. I, (laughs) (laughs) I'd come home after and sleep. And mm. like my sister would come home from her job and then wake me up because she was like, dude, you can't just sleep from three thirty, and then get up at 10 and just like have a pizza pop and go. Back to sleep. <laughs> I had well, to actually, I'm going to talk about this later. You can and maybe should really like yeah. just sleep for like 19 hours. No, don't do that. But I'll, okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go into it. I, this was that I would be like, so, and also probably suffering from deep, deep depression <laughs> yes. and at the, at the yes. time undiagnosed. So I just, well, was like, I think you and I too have this problem. Like there is a certain level of sleep that, especially if, with people who have depression, there's a certain level of sleep that you need. Yep. And there's a certain level of sleep that you do not need. Absolutely <laughs> like, not. I'm going to tell you this. You generally cross into that a lot of the times and it really fucks you up more than you like people realize. I got to say, and I like hate admitting this because I love sleep so much and mm-hmm. I could sleep 11, 12 hours a day. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think my good number is six. Oh, like, mine's like eight or nine. Like at six sure. hours, I wake up ready to go. I have a lot of energy all day long. If I creep into that anything past eight which i do all the time yeah. <laughs> which i'm like eight nine ten sometimes right i'm so i'm exhausted then yeah. i feel like i i i constantly need to like i've oh, way overslept so yeah yeah and then and that's i think what happens when you over nap yeah and i think i mean it's really interesting at how unique our bodies are like some people really do need you know nine hours of sleep some people need three yeah. I mean, my um, brother, my brother is a person that just like, I swear, s- survives on like four hours sleep, but has his right. entire life. Yeah. Like, he's just like, yeah, okay. He just has an outrageous amount of energy, mm. which I feel like him and I are very similar in a lot of, if I just like didn't eat gluten, he just like is on a proper diet and like exercises properly. So he's yeah. like, no, I don't need that much sleep, but I'm like, no, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I think too, like the more sleep you get, sometimes the more sleepy you are totally there's anyways there's a weird number and hopefully naps can help you counter that or well yeah we got a little off track there because we just yeah. fell in love with we fell in love with sleep <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, i did i did my own research yesterday i had make sure i had a nap today i did not have a nap so i'm really happy for this espresso martini 
I did not have a nap. I it was so hot, and uh, I had my nephew, today, so he lay down mm. for a nap, and then I just really tidy this place up. <laughs> um, Psychologically, I guess. Yeah, probably a like, lot. Probably a lot, right? Well, yeah, and I mean, we did kind of just sort of breeze over a lot of things, but I will touch mm. on it from um, a more knowledgeable point of view, which uh, okay. You'll be shocked, Carla. I went over to psychology today. <laughs> oh, you're an old friend. Old buddy, old pal, psychology today. Well, you know why, though? Because they, they truly had, they just have, like, great articles that are easy to read, and mm-hmm. they tell you the what you want to know. Right. Like, they're by not- the way, we're not sponsored by psychology, psychology today, today, if they'd like to. <laughs> oh, my God. They would immediately, if they found out that I was just doing this, first of all, uh, sue me for plagiarism. And then um, just be like, please don't mention us anymore. Because um, <laughs> I'm always just giving like a very Coles Notes version of what is said. But here, here's what it comes down to. They they start off the article by saying 20-minute nap sessions have been routinely demonstrated to reduce accidents, mistakes, or while improving attention, concentration, performance, and alertness. They can even be used to effectively com- combat drowsiness while driving when a short snooze is taken just before getting behind the wheel or using heavy machinery. Great. So Great. I, I started there because 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's the optimal amount Hard. of time you should be napping. Yeah. Anything past that, you're getting into your REM sleep and you're really, it's hard to wake you up out of. Mm-hmm. And it would be honestly the same as like going to sleep for an hour at night and then waking up and expecting, or two hours at night and waking up yeah. and expecting to be filled with energy. Right. It's just not the same muscle. Yeah. So they go on to say daily planned naps are necessary for some people, while others can find that taking occasional naps when sleepy may, might be all that was needed. Shift mm-hmm. workers, who uh, mm-hmm. also benefit greatly from brief naps just before uh, night work or during a break, with some needing a nap before driving home to make sure that they aren't are drowsy behind the wheel. Oh, I never thought about that, but yeah. Yes. So they're like sort of just worked. Like if, let's say you're a nurse or something, you've just worked like, I don't know, 20 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, I, this actually happened on an episode of a medical drama that I watch. Um, <laughs> she got in a car accident on the way home because she'd worked a double shift. So yeah, I don't think about that. Well, it's, it's really, yeah. Like it's like, it, and it's also, it's also just touching on to like the difference of, certain people like some people mm-hmm. need have a nap to carry on the work but some people like finish the work and are like okay i gotta <laughs> yeah i have a quick one here also too like i know that if you have a, a really big drive planned mm-hmm. for, even if it's like in the afternoon or at night or something like that i always have a little sleep like Do i'm you? always like yep i'm like okay i'm gonna have a little snooze and then wake up and get ready to go because it's like right if I got to drive four or five hours, which I often do, yeah. Um, being alert and being and not feeling like I need to pull. I've often even pulled over off the side of the road, yeah, in a truck stop, and just conked for twenty hard minutes. Yeah, I was going to ask you because sometimes you go like to north places, <laughs> and that's like like really long drives. Well, actually, Calgary to Vancouver is probably the longest drive. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> 
I just like no one wants to go to the north, so right, it means yeah. longer. But yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's about I think the longest drive I've probably done is fourteen or fifteen hours just by myself. Right. Yeah, but. I sometimes for no good reason at all, just think it's really funny to like drive without stopping to see how long I can drive for. I do that too. Cause I'm just like, how can I do it for 13 hours? And sometimes I can, um, other, other times. And most of those times involve me being hungover and then having to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I have to take four or five naps along the way. I'm like, oh, we're gonna stop in Canmore, Golden, Revelstoke, <laughs> every town, every yeah. small town, even A and W. I'm stopping. Yeah, Salmon Arm, fucking the whole way along the way. Kamloops, Merritt. Um, <laughs> the, I'm sleeping in towns that don't even walk. They're like, oh, there's nothing here to see. Um, yeah. So it's anyways to get back on track there. It's 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 really beneficial to like just everything to 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 your to performance to uh mood like you know what mm-hmm. i mean like like i said for me specifically it's usually just, i'm kind of a grumpy person yeah so like i am too just to lay down sometimes solves that problem for me mm-hmm. sometimes you just need a little time out or like you said a reset it it truly is i'm very much a, a, an extrovert but i am i uh, Sometimes I get totally overwhelmed and just need a little reset. Mm-hmm. I just need a little like, okay, that was a lot. I'm going to go lay down and close my eyes and wake up and I can be, uh, I can be back and it, right in the thick of things. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they touch on a little bit uh, of uh, sleep disorders Right. Making you feel like you need constant naps. So that's mm-hmm. like, you feel like you have to nap all day long. Not good. No. Uh, depression and stress can also lead to sleepiness and an increased napping. So if you feel like you're napping all day long and you're like, people are like, are you all right? You're like, I'm just on my ninth nap. <laughs> you know how to combat that. Call your Add doctor. anxiety in there. Yeah. <laughs> you're depressed, tired, and then you're awake anxiety it's such a fun cycle it's <laughs> if we just go back to sleep then uh no but yeah so it's i mean naps uh all in all naps are really good but uh, too much sleeping is not good for you and mm-hmm. uh like one nap in the afternoon is great you as an adult really shouldn't need four naps uh what if you're really hung over <laughs> well that's also problematic too i mean if that's happening <laughs> if that's happening more than once a week also can consult a doctor that's a pro- yeah that's a problem problematic uh yep. but yeah it's it's more that it, it's like uh you know too much of a good thing but mm-hmm. there there's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing wrong with laying your sweet little head down in the middle of the afternoon or even you know whenever you feel like you need a little nap just for a reset yeah i think i only got really into napping um <laughs> my husband's probably gonna be like no but um <laughs> when i had like my brain surgery because obviously I was tired <laughs> all the time. Oh, the fucking brain. Um, and so like I think it just became kind of, it also became a little bit of a habit. And I yeah. think your body then gets used to that because then it'll be like, okay, it's one o'clock, we're tired now. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think that it is it is a little bit of a mental thing. Like it's yes. like, oh. yeah. What, and also know. like allowing yourself to be able to do that. Like obviously when I was 
like when I was part-time, I would work Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Um, but I would have a nap on Tuesday, Thursdays because I wasn't working. So to be even able to do that psychologically yeah. from a from a society like our Western society standpoint, has well, been yeah, kind of a bit of a a thing you kind of gotta get over. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's something uh, specific to this region. I mean, this is a very blue collar mm-hmm. place. We live in Alberta. Everybody, you know, you're you're supposed to be digging all the time. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, every, everything I do, like when I was a kid, like, it's like, you got to keep busy all the time. You can never be sleeping. You got to be awake all the time. You can't be, yeah. uh, you know, you sleep too late. You're lazy. You sleep too long. <laughs> it's every, it was like, you gotta be it's up. that sort of Protestant work ethic. hundred percent. I think thing. what's the best thing to do is to find what works best for you. Like, where mm-hmm. do you, what window do you operate the best in? That's not always going to work if you're a parent or if you're a, you know, like your job dictates otherwise. Exactly. For me, I'm in a, a, I'm in a pretty good situation now where I can kind of choose when I want to sleep. So like for yeah. me, I don't go to bed till usually like two at night. That's just when I fall asleep. And yeah. then I wake up like around 10, 1030. Right. Yeah. And when I get up, I, for me, I don't currently need a nap because i'm not doing anything (laughs) like if i'm not like before i was doing physical labor and i was tired right in the afternoon physically tired yeah physically tired yeah so i mean there's there's often times where if i've had a hard day of um answering three emails (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll really fucking tuck her in that's really that's mentally exhausting oh boy me getting back to people (laughs) is really exhausting (laughs) (laughs) stressful um but yeah i mean in all sincerity like right now at part this part of my life i don't typically nap um unless it's uh going back to the real world i'm gonna get pretty excited here because i feel like what's uh we're all gonna get to go out again Mm -hmm. and my favorite time to take a nap is usually on a saturday afternoon before i go out right it's like so there you go so yeah. Or when I get back to the road doing comedy, I'll drive five, six hours, then get out of the car, get in the hotel, take a nap, and go do the show. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. More of my scene. All right. Give us a little history. All right. Like I mentioned, guess what we used to do like 200, 300 years ago? Not sleep straight for eight hours. <laughs> so, Basically, what they what they believe, because, and I think it's now kind of proven, was that we would sleep in two sections. This is called bimodal sleep, also known as segmented sleep. So basically, what would happen is you would have your first sleep, also known as a deep or dead sleep, uh, for about four hours, and it would start shortly after sunset. This is the time before um, lighting, right? Oh, so, okay. It gets dark sometimes in places at like five o'clock. You don't have a lot of lights. No. So they would go to bed a little bit earlier. Let's say before 10 o'clock in the evening or shortly after sunset. They would sleep for four hours. Then they would wake up. And for like one or two hours, they would be awake. And then they would go back to sleep for second sleep or morning sleep for (laughs) another four hours. See, the second sleep is a real thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just not during nap time. Uh, so they they believe that, yes, it, it was because basically you a lot of people could not afford to be lighting their house with candles all night long. Right. And there was also nothing to do. So even people who were really rich, who could afford to light with candles, they didn't see any value in staying up because there was nothing going on. No, everyone. People w- kind of saw the nighttime as like something nefarious. Like it was kind of associated with crime and, and people up to no good. Hey, man. Uh, my dad still so, says nothing happens. Nothing good after midnight. Very true. Yeah. Um, and they also, it's this, so the interesting thing is this time in between this sort of two hours that you're awake between first sleep and second sleep. And they think that during this time, your brain actually secretes high levels of prolactin, which is like that sort of, I think it also does something to do with breast milk, but it's a hormone that is is associated with feeling calm and uh, a sense of well-being. And so historically it was seen as a special and sacred time. So, I mean, people would do things like they would read or they would talk to their other family members. Um, they would, uh, prayer was a big thing because this was a very good time for you to have like this sort of reflection, meditation time, because it's kind of a quiet time, uh, you know, or or even like they would smoke tobacco or even they would go visit neighbors. So Right. In the middle of the night? Uh, yeah. Well, everybody's kind of up at the same time. Uh, in late 15th century, prayer manuals had special prayers for the time, the hours in between the sleeps. Of course. Uh, the... Of course, some fucking party pooper would be like, I noticed the neighbors are out at each other's house. I've installed prayer manuals in your house so you can stay at home and talk to the talk to Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 16th century France uh, advised couples that this was the best time to conceive. Because you have to remember, too, a lot of these people would be being laborers, right? Like you were talking about. So they would come home from working really, really hard all day. And they're just going to zonk out. That's, I think, why they call it the sort of deeper dead sleep. Right. So then this other time that they're awake, then it's a little bit more, they're a little bit more, um, they're not so dead tired. They're not so uh, angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's a, it, it is a sort of calmer time. Right. And the other thing that I never really thought about, but uh, Christian churches hold midnight mass sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I guess like for Christmas and Easter and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if they would have done it a lot more during this time because people would just go to church. Yeah. Um, but but basically they, they believe, too, that you are more likely to remember your dreams during this period. During the were... second period or the first, like if you fell asleep. After the... first sleep. After first sleep. Yeah, yeah. probably because it's like not as long of a time. Yeah. And I guess and that ends... rather. Sorry. That sort of well, I, I it kind of contradicts our second sleep uh, during thing, <laughs> yeah. but it reflects the time because then the time is shorter and you kind of wake up and you're like pretty clear on what just happened. Yeah, and I think like they do say you remember your if you're doing first and second sleep, you remember your dreams more from first sleep than you would from second sleep. I don't know if that's because you fall into a deeper, deeper sleep in second sleep or. Or if j- it's just this time period where you wake up, you're calmer. It's like a, it's a, you know, like they said, said it's like a sacred time. 
Yeah. Um, so you really could have a lot more reflection, um, meditation. So like, you know, people embracing religion or whatever that they would see that very much as a, as part of that. So, um, and, and like I said before, like people are really limited by the seasons in a lot of places because in winter it can get dark so early, <laughs> so early and, and you like candles were expensive. Right. And what else are you going to do? Like, I mean, you have a fire, but like wood is expensive, all that stuff. So, um, you're just like burning all your <laughs> possessions. You're like, exactly. oh, that's where the saying burning the midnight oil came from. Mm. That's not true. I made that up. <laughs> uh, also, during this time, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was after the Reformation and around the Counter-Reformation. So both Catholics and Protestants, whenever they were not in favor, they would use the nighttime to hold these secret services because it was considered a time of like, no one's going to be up and around. Ooh. So, so the like bad stuff was going to happen. <laughs> yeah i don't know what they were doing well, that's what praying. all those they were praising the owl god um hey <laughs> <laughs> uh, the owl god I, I like him i like him have you seen what that that thing is that's pretty funny. no is that a real thing yeah it's um like a pagan tradition but it's also just like a bunch of really higher high up uh people in government and all different like like prestigious places in society all gather together in this like place in northern california once a year and they're all oh is this the okay i think i forgot and they're like all in like robes and they're all like Mm -hmm. praising the owl god and i mean (laughs) like there people are like what the hell is this (laughs) you know because it's like if you ever believed that there was a what's that called a like world order yeah like a world order or something like that um you, you'd be a little suspicious if you're like, wait a minute. Yes. What the fuck think, are they doing? What the fuck are they doing? But it's like, yeah, it's like John a big thing. Bronson covers that in his book, Them, I think. I think. Yeah, it's like a weird culty thing. But yeah. Yeah, it's certainly at a late hour and nobody's there and there's a big, <laughs> owl. it's like an owl god and they like sacrifice the owl god. Oh, it's so oh, weird. No. Yeah, look it up. It's an interesting little conspiracy, a little rabbit hole to go down for cool if you hey if you can't nap in the middle of the day and you don't have a job (laughs) i'd really suggest getting into the owl god yeah you know go down some of those conspiracy theory holes it's fun just stay away from QAnon. check it out Uh, (laughs) so this actually started obviously started to disappear because we don't still do this during the late 17th century starting when the upper classes in northern europe uh by the 1920s this whole idea of first and second sleep is just gone there's nothing nobody like it's not in part of our culture anymore no one's doing it yeah uh so street lighting obviously domestic lighting and coffee houses are attributed to this um, because they allowed people to be awake later in the night you could say stay out with a friend because there was street lighting Right. Uh, and stay at their house till later or you know you could stay inside and talk to your family and stay up longer read read more if you're like me <laughs> that's what i'm gonna be doing um or go to the coffee house right uh in 1667 paris was the first city in the world to light its streets uh london followed in 1684 with fire with fire <laughs> 
with fire because it was well it would have been right relating it with i think it was well i don't know if it was might have been fire yeah like a gas fire thing yeah i don't think it was gaslighting yet but right fire this is why my brother keeps saying like you need to have a fact checker this I'm uh, like, hey no. i, I love i love him with all my heart this is what mm-hmm. this, i i'm just a dumb comedian I did I'm not. I'm a dumb writer who was obsessed with history but can't remember anything. I have no interest in making sure any of this is correct. <laughs> We're telling a story. <laughs> We're weaving and, uh, a web. Yeah. So in 1829, there was even a medical journal that told parents to force their children away from this pattern of first and second sleeps. Ooh. So when I read that, obviously I was like, I'm going to go do a scientific investigation. Okay. So I phoned up a uh, past guest, Chantel, from our uh, breastfeeding episode mm-hmm. to, to ask her if she thought that her kids slept in two sections before, like it was kind of before they, you know, like, well, right now she still has one that's just learning to sleep. Right. Um, and she says, yes, like her son does wake up in the middle of the night, gets fed, and goes back to sleep. So 100%, that's what we are naturally doing. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of like weird theories on uh that we used to sleep in uh like 40 like we'd we'd sleep for longer and be up for longer. Oh. Yeah, like we'd be up for 2 days and then sleep for like 12 hours and then be up for 2 days and sleep for 12 hours and there's a lot of different stuff like I I I think as we've evolved and as like I mean like lighting like Mm-hmm. Invent, inventing light yeah uh is would absolutely like cause some sort of evolution in our brains right I- well the other thing that also is hugely changing kind of our psyche whatever conscious evolution is coffee so <laughs> we've talked about this before yeah. most people were kind of drunk all day because water was not good Right. So they were drinking mead or watered down beer. Um, so they'd be kind of sleepy anyways. <laughs> well, and and also uh, the lights, speaking of lights on our cell mm-hmm. phones are uh, oh, yeah. preventing us from sleeping. That's true. Yeah. So there's all kinds of different things. Like I bet in another hundred years that our sleep patterns will be completely different yet again. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So going back to the coffee... Because we, you could drink coffee all day, right? Um, coffee houses. So you were you're supplementing that with something that would cause you to be more focused, more alert. So that's changing society in quite a big way. Also, coffee houses, which became very popular, they were bringing more people in together. We talked about before. Um, I can't remember on what episode, but about how um, beer houses. You know, like certain people could go there. There were different, you know, places where you could go to wine, but only if you were a certain class. These coffee houses had um, people from all socioeconomic backgrounds, and they were awake. <laughs> yeah. They were less drunk. So they could focus and remember things, and they could talk and discuss. And so a lot of historians claim that this was a huge influence towards the Enlightenment. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so coffee. coffee and light totally changed our world. Well, see, yeah, I mean, we introduced a pretty heavy stimulant into our days. Yeah. And 
on, in all sincerity, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it is like a mild cocaine. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's like, it's, if you drink a couple of coffees uh, or a couple, couple of cups oh, yeah. of coffee too many, you're rattled. Yeah. Like, I, if I have two cups in the morning, uh, I'm good. If I have a third cup, I'm like, not good. Yeah, I'm usually pretty controlling on my um, caffeine intake, so I have no idea what this is going to do because we're recording this at 8 o'clock and I'm drinking this espresso martini. I did do a pretty light coffee. Yeah. So I just used my coffee from... We don't need to know that part. Anyways. From this morning? That's fine. It's just water and beans. It's not like you left cheese out on the counter for a day. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. You're not allowed to eat that? No. Uh, I mean, you're probably good. That's probably fine, too. God, we're judgy. I know. Cheese, fine. Probably not fish. Don't. Yeah, don't leave fish. It's, well, it's like, it's 307. We're going through a heat wave here currently. Um, It is, it was 37 degrees where we are today. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Typically in June, this is the rainiest month of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, this is the year I invested about $3,000 on friggin' plants from Costco. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like $100, but $3,000 to me. Yeah. But like, it's, (laughs) it's like, oh my God, it's so hot. If one plant lives, I will be shocked. It's. Yeah. Well, and you know what else is affecting my sleep pattern? Uh, the fact that I, hot. I've yeah. never once thought to myself, "God, I'm sleepy." Hmm. I wonder if there's a nearby sauna I could visit so I can really get some shut eye. <laughs> See, and I have a weird thing with napping: is I get cold at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Just, I think that and might be a cir- circular issue. I think it's probably some kind of thing. But apparently, <laughs> our bodies do are supposed to cool down later at night like before we go to bed yeah because it knows you're supposed to so apparently my body only does that (laughs) before nap time it doesn't do it at night i'm like a thousand degrees at night so you're like a uh, you have like a cooling system installed on your body like a computer it's like shutting down overload (laughs) but it's doing it at the wrong fucking time carla does not Um, compute 1 p.m um, it also takes me 45 minutes to fall asleep so having a 20 minute nap is very confusing for me because i'm i don't know what that means you know what's so funny you know what i'm just realizing now that uh mm. our life patterns are so different mm. because i don't get up i just like i've been up my entire life at 6 a.m and Ugh. hey i checked for everyone if you don't have to be <laughs> anywhere there's no reason to be up before nine right unless you're like a gym rat or you're like that's your best working time Mm -hmm. i for me personally if you're up at the crack crack of the lord's ass it's there's nothing (laughs) happening and you're just up for no good reason yeah and i'm fussy (laughs) i just sleep until i'm not tired anymore and then i wake up and then i'm good to go the rest of the day so yeah. I think you get up early in the morning. I receive a lot of early morning text messages. Yeah, I text you sometimes at 10. I wake up at 9. <laughs> you get a lot of things coming in to me hot. So yeah. That, and then you but, sleep yeah, okay, in the Okay, 9.45, right? probably, yeah. And then you sleep in the afternoon, and that's when I'm just like, oh, I'll get all my shit done right now. It's 2. <laughs> and you're I know. Just I get a little like, like, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, I should have turned my phone off. <laughs> We're... <laughs> <laughs> we're we're crossing paths here. I like it. 
Well, is that your that's history? How it, that's how it is. It is. I, I did want to mention a couple more things. Sorry. Oh, uh, in, sorry. In the 1990s, Thomas Weir conducted an experiment where he had people plunged into 14 hours of darkness every day for a month and watched their sleep patterns. And by the fourth week, they would sleep four hours, wake up for one to two hours, and then fall asleep again for another four hours. Jesus. So that maybe kind of proves like that's the natural way we were supposed to sleep this could also be the reason that we have um sleep maintenance insomnia which i did not know that's what it was called but basically it's just like where you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep right because we had slept for so long like this in our evolution um our brains are like are in our bodies and our whatever evolutionary stuff is like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) So they do wonder if this is linked to um, sleep problems, including also increased anxiety, depression, um, because we don't have that meditative time during the middle of the night as well. Right. So we don't have, like, it's very not part of our culture to, like, have, like, an hour or two where you're just supposed to read and chill. Yeah, and then go back to sleep. I actually, you know what, this has been random, but I've been waking up, like... And actually, my, so of my mom, I don't know, me and my mom are connected somehow, but we're mm-hmm. like, wake up at four o'clock in the morning sometimes, yeah. and I'm just up. Yeah. And then I don't get back to sleep till like, uh, you know, seven or eight. So it is just yeah. like this break in the middle of the night where my, my brain just goes ding, and I'm just up. And I, do, I have been just sort of instinctively using that period to be like, Okay, now is a good time to do a meditation. Now is a good time to read yeah. a book. Now is a good time to even sometimes I'll oh, wake good. up and Caitlin, if you're listening, I'll just do my exercises. Oh, good. Yeah, because I'm just like, well, I'm up for three hours, so I might as well accomplish yeah. something. Um, friend friend of the podcast, JT, she I don't know if she still does it, but she used to wake up again at like four o'clock in the morning. She'd go do laundry. Yeah. And then go back to bed in like an hour or two. So who knows? Like May and I think people are starting to experiment with this. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you just like get in when you. I think you can just you. You're just trying to find a way to go back to sleep, really. Yeah, so but I don't think like it's now making it a ten hour sleep rather than a eight hour sleep. Yeah, like time wise, it's time. Take, it's taking up too much time. So but, you might you might only be sleeping a little while, like you know half that, but you're still like in that process. Yeah, so I think you, people could do it. I think, you know, you sleep from 10 till 2, wake up for two hours, sleep 4 till 8. Yeah. But we, that would blow everyone's mind. <laughs> I like it. Can't do that. Um, do you have anything a little more modern, a little news story-ish? Well, I thought I'd go down this coffee road since we were so uh, fixated mm. on it. Uh, <laughs> I had something else planned, which here I can just summarize it. Uh, naps yeah. improve immunity. So uh, in the oh. times of what, uh, what's COVID? COVID? Yeah, yeah, COVID. In the times of COVID? In the times I think there of was co- a book called In the Times of Cholera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so romantic back then. Now we're living in the times of COVID. Now it is the times of COVID. Uh, when immunity is king, uh, mm-hmm. sleep is so beneficial to that. So if you're like exhausted all the time, uh, yeah. your immunity goes way down and it's, it's hard to, it's just hard to bounce back from anything. So even if right. you catch something, you know, if you're not getting enough sleep, it takes forever to heal. It 
to, to feel better. So sleep is so beneficial to everything we do. So taking a nap would obviously um, be a good uh, addition to that as well. But so that was mm-hmm. what I was going to talk about. But I so summarized it pretty quickly. Uh, Great. This is more fun. Coffee enemas. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. I looked up. Oh, we're back on enemas again. This seems to cycle throughout history. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> here's the thing i was just we, i said it at the beginning because i thought it was funny uh yeah. but then i was just like oh yeah that's actually a real thing i could probably look this up pretty quickly so uh our good friend gwyneth paltrell <laughs> oh god she's got a website she's actually a pretty neat person um no why well she might be a neat person but don't tell people to stick stuff up their vagina Dude, this is an enema okay don't up. stick stuff up your ass oh you can stick lots of things up your ass this is uh this is just available <laughs> on her website i don't know why you're so frustrated with gwyneth <laughs> the whole world is upset with gwyneth where do you miss this, this have are they yeah oh god man i should really check these things it's out. kind of it's more about this sort of like she's not actually like trained as a doctor i don't know if you knew this uh, i no. don't even know if she's played one on television i really um <laughs> You're going to be real embarrassed when you find out this isn't her really telling anyone to do anything. Oh, okay. It's just a product offered on her website that that's offers still, like hundreds of thousands thing. of products. I know, but okay. Anyway, okay, you continue. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is going to be our new, um, what's his name? Devin? Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, oh, the, oh. <laughs> the new fucking Joe Rogan. Uh, this is, I, hey, I'm not like a big Gwyneth supporter of any kind. Right. I just heard her on a podcast recently and uh, yeah. heard her talk on Joe Rogan. Yeah, can you imagine? Um, <laughs> no, it was on Smartless. Uh, oh, yes. Rashawn right. Hayes. Yeah, you, I was editing an episode uh, yesterday and I realized you hadn't mentioned Jason Bateman and I was like, oh, I miss him. Oh, you gotta really come back. Um, but Especially because yeah, I'm starting to watch Ozark. Are you? Sorry. It's fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. Show. You are right about the lighting. Andy had to like <laughs> increase the brightness level. <laughs> yes, I know. It's filmed in an amber light. It's very hard to <laughs> see what the fuck's going on. It's a uh, great way of filming a show. Um, well, it has a dark tone. Um, mm-hmm. It matches the tone. It's a directorial mm-hmm. consideration. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't know. You'll never know. Okay, sorry. You're right. You're right. Uh, uh, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, you know, all those shows you've directed that have won awards for. Um, yeah. Anywho, really getting <laughs> off. But she was on, she was on this podcast and she was just talking. This about is what happens when you give us coffee. I know. <laughs> fired up. Fired up. <laughs> um, she is talking about, uh, oh, you've really thrown me off here. I gotta start. I'm again. so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm this so is, sorry. I don't know why you hate her. <laughs> Let me start again. <laughs> this is really just supposed to be a super funny quick thing okay okay <laughs> so this this coffee detox uh thing mm-hmm. was gonna let me just read it and you're gonna be really excited uh <laughs> coffee can typically go in a, your cup in a mug or in your mouth yet on the gwyneth paltrow website goop in an article entitled the beauty and the wellness detox guide seems to be suggesting another direction location for coffee can go apparently for $135, you can purchase an implant orama system at home with so many hyphens in it. Coffee enema. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a coffee enema machine is part of their listed full detox pass, uh, packages. This is certainly 
uh, full of something. For those of you who don't know, an enema is a fluid you inject up your rectum uh, to cleanse your colon. The enema will then stimulate your intestines and start moving and getting out what's up there. A doctor uh, most often orders an enema to help relieve constipation when a dietary changes or other things by mouth have not worked or to clean out your bowels prior to a medical uh, procedure. The most commonly used uh, enemas consist of sodium phosphate, mineral Mm -hmm. oil, saline solution, or milk and molasses. Um, Most doctors do not recommend using enemas unless you have a problem moving your stool or need to get your colon ready for procedures. But some people are using coffee enemas to cleanse their colons. This claim Mm -hmm. is that toxins and undigested foods build up, build up, and it cleans you out. Uh, now, this belief is not new. For hundreds of years, people believed in such an auto uh, toxin. Oh my God, auto intoxication, a term okay. used for being slowly poisoned by accumulating toxins in the intestine. And then something called science came along <laughs> at the end of the 19th century. And found that there was no real evidence behind these beliefs. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Basically- I think, remember we did starvation. We talked about that starvation yeah. island lady. And she, I think she was big on the enemas. Uh, yeah. Well, this is the thing. So this is why I was like, Carly, you're going to be real embarrassed when I'm just going to tell you the thing that you're yelling about. <laughs> okay, good. Because I'm trying really hard not to scream because there's so many things there that I was like, that's not right. That's not right. Well, basically, they, it just was like... Uh, no, I, I mean, they were saying this is what people claim it's doing. Oh, but, no, the article is correct. Yes, yeah, I agree yeah. with the article. But yeah, uh, the, the, it's on this website, and this is like a big thing that a lot of people do, but it's like mm-hmm. there's no proven evidence that it does anything. So just put your coffee in your mouth. Don't put it in your butt. It no doesn't do nothing. Nope. Um, so, yeah, this was it. And then so uh, since then, they've taken it down off the website. <laughs> okay, that's why people hate Griff <laughs> Because she's just like, because she's encouraging home animas, which could really fuck you up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like, it's pretty funny to read this. And then they're just like, it just goes on and on and on and on here, like to discuss what, why it's not the greatest thing. And that mm-hmm. this is a medical procedure and you shouldn't just yes. be ramming crap into yourself. Um, but like yeah. apparently, so I don't know if everyone knows this, but it's now like I found out from a film, I think um, when you have a baby, sometimes you, you go to the bathroom yep. from your bum <laughs> okay. because you're pushing. Right. Yeah. And so I think it used to be that they would give uh, moms enemas so that that didn't happen. And now people are like, it happens. Who gives a shit? Literally. <laughs> um, like, it's fine. It's just part of having a baby. Yeah. So it's a it like I I understand enemas for constipation relief and for yeah when generally when they have to like stick sh- cameras up your bum yeah they make sure that makes that sense clean yeah. yeah but this but is, your body is naturally um you already detoxifier hey you have you a don't system need to help it yeah you there's eat no some, there's no reason to yeah eat some fiber I'm just looking at now the tweets that are like posted on this website. <laughs> Which I was like, I'm getting to it, so relax. Um, but it was <laughs> this is some of these are so funny. No, 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 Gwyneth Paltrow pushing an at-home <laughs> coffee enema kit, dangerous, dumb, and um disgusting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then another one is uh 
oh yeah they just go on and on and on and on but this is like it's so funny because it's just like this is like not something i so what i was gonna say is this website is just like essentially like all the things she's like maybe you'll like this <laughs> yeah so it's like a lifestyle blog but now it's also a store so what the first thing was like the jade egg right i think that you stick up your vagina that's supposed to help it Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> what but you know hey. these things though like they cycle right like i said enemas and and like um same thing with like bleeding like people mm-hmm. um like, yeah it's, we it's are... always a new like uh fad yeah exactly yeah right on we, well, we really think that we need to get things out of our body <laughs> we don't we need to put them in that's why we yeah. should move on yeah. to leave them there oh. things that we should put in our body uh, here's an espresso martini oh um, i don't like martinis i like this one it's pretty tasty man it's a heart a little bit of a heartburn central uh thing but i like yep, it i did take i did take some yep, i took some pills before heart, i took heartburn pills before <laughs> um so there's a there's kind of an interesting uh story behind the espresso martini would you like to hear it oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so this is from uh, kettle1.com, which is obviously a vodka. Uh, yeah. and it's just the history of the uh, espresso martini. So they go on to say, in cocktail terms, the espresso martini has a relatively short history with the drink uh, believed to have been first created in the early 80s by London bartender Dick Bradsell. According to Dick, a famous model entered the Soho bra- uh, Brasserie where he was working and asked him to create a drink that would quote wake me up as there was um, a coffee machine next to where dick was serving drinks he decided to combine the coffee with vodka naming it the vodka espresso the original recipe followed vodka sugar syrup and two types of coffee liqueur and freshly made espresso at the time, any cocktail served in a V-shaped glass was also known as a martini. So, Dick... Okay, I was going to ask about that. Dick later named it named the drink the Espresso Martini in 1998. Dick was working at a pharmacy bar, or, yeah, in a, at the pharmacy bar. It's called the pharmacy bar. <laughs> I love it. In Notting Hill, so he renamed the drink once more to the Pharmaceutical Stimulant. The drink is now known by these three names around the world with slight variations on the ingredients, but they still remain. um, It's essentially the same drink um, that was created in the 80s. So what goes into the vodka uh, or into the espresso martini is, Carla, Mm -hmm. vodka. (laughs) Yay. Uh, Espresso coffee. Uh, Sugar syrup, which is just a simple syrup. And Kahlua coffee liqueur. Very good. So um, you're going to go a shot of vodka, uh, a shot of espresso, and a uh, half a shot of uh, Kahlua. And just like a wee bit of sugar syrup. Mm -hmm. Shake all the ingredients with ice. Fine strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Garnish with three coffee beans. Um, But some people uh, garnish it with a chocolate covered bacon coconut cherries so yeah <laughs> yeah all yeah i know I, I saw the coffee beans i wasn't on that one but uh i would take bacon i don't <laughs> chocolate i'll just take bacon at any time uh yeah chocolate covered bacon i'll do it oh yeah that's good yeah yeah so it's uh it's got a neat little history to it uh i thought it was just gonna be one of these things that was like oh uh, yeah somebody just hmm. made it so shut up 
<laughs> well, that's interesting. Because it, it's not very martini-esque. No. Because usually, I think the thing that kills me on the martini is the vermouth. Yeah, I don't love vermouth. And now that it doesn't have vermouth in it, I love it. This could be, I feel like as a writer, this could be the thing that I should be drinking in the morning. Ooh, that, I mean, I don't know about that. There's lots of booze in it. Um, but that, hey, so that would fun. increase your naps. <laughs> That's true. If you feel like you're lacking on naps, you could insert booze into your morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that's, that's cool. You got any fun facts for us? I do. I have a couple of different things here. So uh, 85% of mammals are polyphasic sleepers. So basically meaning that they sleep for a short periods during the day. Humans are the only ones that have this sort of weird distinct periods that we have decided are for sleep and for wakefulness. Oh. And so we're not, like we kind of said, we talked about before, we're not really sure if this is artificial and just something we decided to do. Uh, in Japan, naps at work are called innumer, and their meaning the meaning is to be asleep while present, and it's viewed as being so exhausted from working hard and sacrificing your sleep for the job that you just fall asleep. And so it's <laughs> basically a show of being committed. You know what? You should just not work so hard. Yeah, don't work so hard. Let bumming everyone out. Let people go. Yep. Uh, new parents lose between 400 and 750 hours of sleep during the first year. Oh, my God. So they need a nap. Uh, some people, famous people that got napsies, nap, big nappers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winston Churchill. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he was just, <laughs> that tracks. Yep. He would start his day at 8 a.m. in bed. Uh, he would dictate to his secretaries in bed, eating his breakfast in bed. All of this is in bed. Answering letters. Then he would do some work. I assume not in bed. He would have a bath. Then a long lunch with a watered-down whiskey. Oh my he would then maybe play some cards or paint. And then he would nap for two hours. At 6.30, he would then take another bath, have a long dinner, and then basically start work at 11 p.m. into the late night. Real? Oh, so he was just basically like liked being up at night. Yeah, and uh, I was reading oh, Eric Larson's book on this, and I mean, like, other people were not doing well on this because you had to, like, if you he would basically have, like, especially during the war, people would come to his house, which was kind of outside of London, to discuss politics and all this kind of stuff, and they would have to be awake till like three in the morning or whatever with Winston. So they're just like, we hate um, this. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody really liked it. Uh, and, I mean, but it was an inflexible rule that he got to have a nap. I don't know if anybody else got to have a nap, but <laughs> he always had his nap. I like it. Uh, Thomas Edison was a secret napper. Oh, one of those. Yeah, he saw sleep as the enemy of productivity. I'm not a big fan of Thomas Edison. Um, so he told people that, and this, you know, I've heard this and I didn't realize, but, uh, he, that he only slept three to four hours a night. Oh, wow. So he, was- yeah, but you know what he would do? What's that? Then he would have a couple three hour naps during the day. <laughs> yeah. So he was, he didn't need three hours. He needed eight hours, yeah. but just refused to acknowledge it. So just like everything else that he talks about, he didn't invent the light bulb. <laughs> yeah. He's 
stole all that stuff. Yeah, he's just a really good. They call him a good marketing man, and I'm like, I'm also a liar. Yeah, I was um, good and he. He's also one of those crazy people that can just sleep anywhere. Like they have pictures of him sleeping on his workbench or in a closet. Oh my god, he's uh, that's. I think Salvador, he's just like nar- narcoleptic at this point. <laughs> I think so. Um, Salvador Dali, the artist, he would have micro naps, and so he had a system for this. He would sit in a chair with a heavy key in his hand, and he would put a plate underneath the hand that had the key. So you're sitting there in your thing, you've got your key in your hand with a plate underneath it. Okay. So the moment that he fell asleep, the key would slip from his hand and clang on the plate and wake him up. <laughs> Just sounds like what I do at work so people didn't catch me sleeping. <laughs> exactly. Um, Albert Einstein also napped this way. It's called a hypognogotic nap. And there are claims that because you don't enter... I think like this, this um, deeper rem of sleep that it's like good time for creativity. Right. Uh, Einstein also slept for 10 hours a night though. So crazy. He was getting a lot of sleep. He he's, has a very big brain. Yeah. He's like, I need a little snoozerama. Yeah. Uh, and all of this stuff, <laughs> I only found one woman they talked about, Margaret Thatcher. Who only slept four hours a night, except for the one hour in the middle of the afternoon. Oh. <laughs> oh. So. Okay. If somebody tells you that they only sleep three to four hours a night, question them on their nap time. Yeah, no doubt. You're like, mm. And then also tell them that that's not good. That that's not a good thing. Don't brag about that. That's weird. <laughs> it's not good for your brain. I get you. I love it. Well, that's awesome, yeah. Garler. Are those your facts? Those are my facts. Well, that's a fun episode. I'm already feeling sleepy. All this nap talk. Oh, I'm I'm ready. I'm in, energized with my coffee anima. <laughs> yeah. thing. I've been I that's I've been drinking it in my butt the whole time, so I didn't yeah. I was didn't it didn't affect me the same way. Um, no calories. <laughs> zero calories. <laughs> I'm so hyper. Um, <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we do this every week. Uh, we always have a new topic and a new drink. And we're so excited that you listen and we're so grateful. Uh, if, you, if you're if you new here, like, subscribe, share, do all the things. Comment. Uh, that always helps us. And head on over to uh, our website. If, you, if you're looking for extra bonus content, there is a button in the top right corner. Uh, and it is our Patreon, uh, which means you you can uh, pay for a little extra content, and that helps us continue the podcast and grow the podcast. Uh, and can be audio equipment, could be trips out to see some new stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you it's can only two dollars a month. Yeah, so less than your coffee. Less than your coffee enema. Uh, <laughs> you can, you can. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff on there. There's mini episodes. There's uh, bonus, bonus features and all kinds of stuff. So check it out. Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>